Konnichiwa, everybody. I've been practicing my Japanese today. I'm Bailey, and I'm Alicia. Well, welcome back this week on Breaking Episode Taboo. I've been practicing my Japanese, so I had to use it because homegirl, I need to do better. Yes, well, <laughs> I have to say things as though they are in Japanese. Um, so you're uh, sitting a whole entire year in Japan. So yeah, I've got to get ready. I, I got to get ready for this. Anyways, so we are on part three. Yes, part three of our pornography series, and uh, this is exciting. Yes, uh, I'm exhausted today. We've had a couple uh, rough few days. Huh, it's been a rough, and it's just been rough in general for us both in different aspects. I'm just war plumb out, and there was some personal stuff just going on, and we've both exhausted. So. We're here today, though, and that's all that matters. And we are going to be talking about uh, what makes pornography a sin and what are some common misconceptions that we see within the church mm. when it comes to pornography addiction. So I feel like we've been saying just like, and I feel like a lot of people hear the word pornography and, you know, Um, But they don't really know what it means. Yeah. So the actual definition of pornography is the printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity intended to simulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. Mm -hmm. And just uh, forgot to do this ahead of time. Uh, One, we're going to be talking about uh, (laughs) mature content. content. And so little ears, you may not want them to hear until after you've listened. Um, And just because you have a sexual addiction or you are addicted to pornography does not make you a disgusting person. Yes. So we need to break that little stigma right there. Yes. It doesn't make you gross or disgusting. Just makes you uh, what we all are. A human. Just makes you human. Anyways, so that was the definition of pornography. And um, pornography can be lots of things. Yep. Um, it can be. It can be. Um, it can be a magazine. It can be uh, a book. Um, it can be, you know, videos. Yeah, the obvious, which is videos, pictures. Um, when you move into the when you move into the in person things, it becomes something different. It becomes sexual sin. Yeah, and everything but that that's a different subject for a different day different topic for a different day yeah definitely um but i mean pornography has been around since honestly the beginning of time mm-hmm. um after adam and eve were cast out of the uh garden um ever since then i mean like it's i mean do we have that for facts no but back we do have what we do know is what we do know yeah exactly is that um there were etchings back when they started building buildings and you know the world started to actually grow and there were a ton more people and to identify uh brothel houses or brothels would you add houses after that i don't think so i don't know to identify brothels and you know quote-unquote whorehouses um they would etch sexual acts images on the walls that way people walking by knows that hey this is this is what this is this is a brothel yeah so i mean 
pornography in one form or another has been around for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. It's just nowadays, oh, excuse me, nowadays we have just gotten way more access to it. It's just migrated into something way bigger than it probably (laughs) was ever meant to be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously by some statistics that we gave last week, it's obviously a lot bigger thing than it was ever intended to be. Yeah, and a lot bigger than a lot of people Lots of money. think or know. You know, we didn't know that it had... Oh, shit. I knocked her computer. <laughs> okay. uh, My computer's on now. <laughs> uh, we didn't... Where was I going with that? I don't even <laughs> know. Anyways, our brains are scrambled. Um, but yeah, I mean, pornography has been around for so, so long. We didn't... We'd, I remember where I was going. We didn't know the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Even researching and diving more into this each week, um, we don't really fully know the full extent of porn. Even with everyone gathering the statistics, you know, there are still some some things that um, maybe don't get brought to the light. Yeah. I remember uh, one time I was talking with a friend and, well, no longer a friend, uh, but I was talking with somebody and they had told me, they were like, yeah, mm, I don't really see a problem with sin or with sexual sexual sin and watching pornography. They basically, they told me, they were like, well, if you're not getting pregnant or you're not getting someone else pregnant, then uh, really nothing wrong with it. That is so far from the truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so far from the truth. Uh, God gave us these feelings, um, the temptation to act on them outside of a marriage, uh, which God wants and God created a holy union between a man and a woman Mm -hmm. acting on those feelings outside of that is where it becomes sin. And, um, I, I really believe honestly well, God knows our end from our beginning. So more than likely, um, he already knows who we're going to end up marrying, being with. He knows if we're going to get married. He knows if we're not going to get married. But we should probably live like we are. Like yeah. we are intended to be, you know, th- there is a perfect person out there for me somewhere. And this is something I wish maybe I would have thought about as mm-hmm. a teenager now that I'm married and looking at, you know, from a marriage aspect. I really wish my teenage self would have realized, like, hey, there's somebody out there that's so perfect for you. And you're just wasting your time on all these people that really don't matter. Yeah. And watching pornography is just distorting your view of what your husband's going to be like. Yeah, definitely. And distorting what a sexual, like, a God-ordained sexual relationship is. Because all those others are not God-ordained marriages. Honestly, half the time that you, the people are not married. They're not, <laughs> they, they're pretending for a video or they've been with multiple people or it's just, and it's, it's not a healthy view of sexuality in general. And so all this is doing is distorting your brain and there's lifelong effects that we'll talk about next week that pornography brings with it and I mean Mm -hmm. that goes with all sexual sin in general it it just distorts a God-given creation yeah I mean the 
why, it's, it's wrong, speaking strictly from, like, a scientific point of view, and just, like, from a, a human point of view, watching pornography, it, uh, it, like you said, it distorts your mind of, one, what a relationship is supposed to be between a man and a woman, uh, because we, we covered that statistic last week of how much actual violence is in even one singular pornographic scene, you know? Um, two, it distorts your image on a, uh, on a godly sexual relationship between a man and a woman, the way that God intended it. Um, and three, it really does distort your mind. Um, just the way you think, just the way you think. Like I've seen people who, who talk so negatively Mm -hmm. about women in general, because women in pornography, are degraded. Well, you know? it's even got to the point where it's men now. Yeah, I mean, but women, women more so. Yeah, there's more so women, but, they, but they're, like, there they're, is men now that are being, yeah. that are seeking to be degraded by women. Which and that's is so not, weird. that's not the way God intended it to be, you know. Um, even, I mean, even from, if you take God out of, out of it, even for people, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's true. just not right. If if you want to, no person deserves to be sides. spoken that way. No, spoken to that way. But then also, it it literally because I, I when I was in therapy, um, my therapist had told me this, and one one of the reasons that people watch porn is they have a uh, feeling that they are trying. They have a feeling that they're trying to itch. Yeah, you know, and so one of the outcomes mainly the majority of all outcomes um, from watching pornography is masturbation. Yeah. You know, satisfaction, satisfaction, sexual satisfaction. Um, and so for you doing that, it's literally telling your brain, you are basically training your brain to say that this is the only way that I can be gratified. Yeah. You know, and if you're in a marriage or you're outside of a marriage, you know, and you're continuing doing this, you're literally training your brain to be like, you can't even have a, a healthy sex yeah, with your significant your, other. Your brain isn't going to respond to it. Yeah, your brain doesn't respond because you've trained your brain to respond yeah. to porn. So if you want to take it outside of the relationship with God and just talk about it from a simply worldly view, still is it's still bad for people in general. It's, yeah. Even it, the fact that even people that are not Christians can say that it's wrong mm-hmm. means something. I mean, there there's a documentary I want to watch, but I've got to find it first. Where this lady's talking about it outside, it like from a scientific perspective, not from a Christian perspective. It is strictly scientific of why pornography is bad for people. And I'm like, I need to watch this. I want to watch this. Yes. Um, I'm one of the kinds of people that when I do research, I don't just listen to apostolics. I don't just no. listen to Christians. I want to know it from every viewpoint that I can find. Yeah, because so. you, uh, I find it so funny. Sometimes whatever you're researching, whether it be this or other things, is that um, one of my favorite phrases that people say is like, we don't know how this happened. And like, okay, I know, but whatever. Yeah. But sometimes these people, they keep finding things. Like, I mean, they didn't they just recently... Uh, I say recently, may have been a few years ago, but they found the ark. Yeah. You know, there is evidence that the Dead Sea yeah. was yeah. where Sodom and Gomorrah was. Yeah. 
and literally they found nothing. All that stuff in the in the Red Sea for when the Egyptians. Yeah, and like, and this is I just I can't comprehend how people. It's just it's so crazy how sometimes atheists they literally back up the Bible without even knowing that they're backing up the Bible. That's just a side note. We could tangent. talk about that. One I love day. that. That's yeah. one of my favorite things. Is like they're literally like you're proving yourself wrong, but okay, go yeah. off. And you can talk about that from experience too. Yeah, yeah. So, I used anyways, to be an atheist. we can talk about that another day. Whole episode. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> side note. <laughs> it's okay. We're both kind of everywhere today but I think that just goes to show like even whenever we watch other people who aren't necessarily in our apostolic organization sometimes it can go I know some people just frown on that like why would you want to get information outside Hey, some people in the world are smart. Stephen Hawking is one of the smartest men men in the world all you apostolics that say that though do you read C.S. Lewis do you... Re- anyways. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of here nor there. <laughs> I love the light in the witch in the wardrobe. Uh, yeah, anyways. But I just... Anyways. So, sin... What is pornography? What are we doing when we watch pornography? We are putting these images of sexual relations happening. You're satisfying and pleasuring yourself outside of your marriage Mm -hmm. so what is that is that that's sexual sin and that's adultery because sex was intended for marriage all anything sexual was intended for marriage we know that because it says in the bible um that it was i don't have it up (laughs) i mean it was meant for a man and it was meant for a woman yeah and um i just Anything sexual outside of a marriage is wrong. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. I've got some scriptures. Uh, first, er, Proverbs six thirty two. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. And adultery can mean a bunch of different things. I mean, the literal term of adultery is, let's see... Um, voluntary sexual intercourse between a married person and a person who is not his or her spouse. But I can, that's a literal definition. Adultery, even for us though, would be someone who's not our intended spouse, even if we're not married yet. Mm-hmm. So any of us can commit adultery, even if we would are that be not adultery married. Adultery fornication. Fornication, probably. Adultery, fornication, doesn't matter which thing. Call it. Citizen. Same um, thing, same thing. Yeah. Um, there's tons. Let me see. I mean, Second Timothy 2.22 says, flee also youthful lusts. Mm-hmm. You know, because we know that all these feelings are. And it also goes on to say, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Yeah. Out of a pure heart. You know, yeah. that's why repentance every single day is so vital. Well, and then First Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 says, do you not know what the unrighteous will not, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were just uh, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. 
Yeah. Obviously, it just lined out everything that pornography is. Yep. <laughs> so, saying that, we can say it's a sin. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many scriptures in the Bible that say flee from sexual immorality. Every person or every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You're not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Yeah, exactly. So we're also defiling our bodies. Yeah, and we're, if we're supposed to be the temple of the Holy Ghost. Yep. We can't be doing watching pornography and defiling our own self. Yep. And Matthew five twenty eight says, But I say unto you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Yes, and you cannot watch pornography and think of your significant other. I don't see how that's possible. It's not possible. And anybody who says it is, is lying to themselves and lying to everyone else around them. You are literally looking at an image on a screen of another woman naked or another man naked because wives can watch porn too. It's not just men. Actually, married women are more likely to watch pornography than unmarried women. Yep. So, um, the fact of the matter is you're looking at someone on a screen naked doing sexual or doing sexual acts with another person. I'm pretty sure that your wife is not like the reason you're like, yeah, you can't just sit there and think about your wife and watch that. Yep. You can't, there's no way you are watching this person, whether it be, um, any kind of sexual act, any kind of sexual act, you're watching this person. There's no way on earth that I could sit there and watch that and think about my husband. Nope. Cause you can't, you can't. I'm thinking about that person right now. You, yeah, that's exactly. You're thinking about yourself in that scenario and you're thinking about the other person. Anybody who says that they're not is just lying to themselves. You can't like, you know, be honest with yourself. What's that scripture that talks about, uh, Confess one to another. Oh, uh, it's First James or James or something. Hold on, let me pull it up because I just had it, but it took. I have it. I have it. James five sixteen. Yeah. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So let's just say this now. Uh, say it with me. Um, you are cheating on your spouse. <laughs> yeah. You are cheating. On be yourself. honest. You are not thinking about your spouse. You're not. You're not. And there's. I mean, it, you just, it's something you've got to overcome, you know, like there's, and, I mean, even if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've already, the according to that scripture, you have already committed adultery in your heart. Yeah. And like, there's just no way for you to sit there and watch something and put yourself in that scenario and put your wife in that scenario or your husband in that scenario and, and masturbate to that. There's absolutely no way. No, it you know, is your brain goes straight back to the people that are actually I, performing the act on your phone or your screen or whatever it is. I wish I could find those arguments on my phone with these people <laughs> mm. that brought this question up to me. I just, I don't see how it is. I, I don't get like the argument that it is not cheating on your spouse. Because if we can agree it it's is. a sin, then it shouldn't matter. Exactly. Oh, what uh, they said. Um, they said, "Oh yeah, watching it's a sin, but it's not cheating." Yeah. Then how is it a sin? 
like we can't justify this either way. Like there's no I, way. I'm, it's it's a sin one because it's outside of marriage. Two because if you're watching it within a marriage, um, you know, then you're cheating on your significant other. Just because, I mean, the Bible says it. Whenever you look upon a woman and you even think about with lust, just with lust. If you look on a woman with lust. That yeah. can be thinking. That can be whatever. Woman or man. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, we're women and we're, we're not just speaking down to men yeah, here. No, we no, are, no, like, no. women are capable of cheating as well. Uh, absolutely. We've seen this, you know. So. Absolutely. Um, now, if you're a woman or a man and you are looking on another woman or man with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery. You've a committed person, a sin. Yeah. You know, and by in you watching pornography, you, you are looking you at them with lust. You can't make this right. In any in any aspect, you can't make this okay. You can't. And there's and even with the stuff that goes on in pornography, like there's incest, there's pedophilia, there's bestiality, there's um, idolatry, like or adultery, and all this. There other is idolatry stuff in it too. That too. I mean, yeah, that wasn't wrong. But there's all these things that go on with it. So even that, you're watching. A sinful act happen through something sinful. So it's like I'm a, oh, there's homosexuality and everything. So you're basically saying, oh, that goes when it comes to sexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's crazy to think that you know. And we we've we've given you scriptures. You know, we've given you facts on like why it's wrong and everything like that. And the scriptures that we've given you literally barely scratch the surface of everything else that the Bible lays out. I mean, in Genesis chapter 39, when uh, Joseph flees from Potiphar's wife, mm. you know, that one basically is saying he's fleeing from the temptation. Yeah. You know, and yes, we will all be tempted to watch pornography. Oh, yeah. Um, and by committing that sin, there is just, it's us acting upon it. That is what makes it sin. Temptation I mean, yeah. is not a sin. I mean, okay. being tempted by anything is not a sin. I have I haven't watched porn in years, and I still sometimes think about it. Yeah, it happens. And what you've watched is it's it's not going to leave your brain. Yeah, no, it's not like what no. we've seen years ago. It still I, comes. I up. can remember something from being seven years old that scarred me. That I watched. And just and just <laughs> because these memories pop back up doesn't mean you haven't overcame it. No. I, you know, yeah. the devil comes... Temptation and devil come in seasons. You know, yeah. he'll come to you to another season. And 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Exactly. So, so this just, is not big and too big you're not the only one that's being tempted everyone has temptation some things with the same things some things with different things you yep. know but on the other hand you cannot justify acting on those temptations because nope. god has given us a way of escape he has given us a way through and yep. our final episode i'm so excited to talk about because i feel like these first three are just going to be us like yeah talking so bad but there is a you know Next week, uh, next week we're talking about uh, what did I totally forgot now? The causes uh, and effects. Uh, the cause and effects that it has. Not that's like on your brain, on your body. Um, 
relationships, mm -hmm. how we view people, because I have a friend, this kind of goes with, he was like, oh, I watched porn, you know, when I grew, he wasn't raised in church, um, he got in a church a couple years ago, and he was like, all I do is objectify women, I'll leave it at that, I'll tell more about it later, but, um, it, it impacts us so much, we're going to talk about the cause and effects, and then our personal experiences with mm -hmm. pornography, and just be open and honest because I feel like we couldn't do as much in depth as we are if we didn't have enough experience in the subject that we do yeah and um, we have lots of experience in the subject and we'll open up a little bit <laughs> and so I've been having my mom listens and there's stuff I haven't told her and I'm like mom you're gonna learn a lot about me when you listen to these podcast episodes that I haven't I forget what I have and haven't told her. Yeah. So I'm like, you may have not known some of this, and I'm sorry. Yeah. But, and then the last episode, we're going to talk about recovery. Yeah, because there is a way out. Mm -hmm. And there's mm -hmm. tons of resources and tons of things you can do to recover so, online. But uh, as we discovered yesterday, uh, or as I yesterday last week, there isn't enough resources in the church, but that's yeah, neither here nor there. Uh, there's only 7% of churches that have programs for people who suffer with pornography addictions. Yes, that's so sad. And the fact that 43% of pastors and youth pastors um, have, you know, have yeah, uh, one in five out of youth pastors and one in seven senior pastors. Yep, yep, yep. So I think it's time to move on in the next half. are in the second half i'm really sorry if we're both kind of lethargic today yeah it's just it's really been a hard week you know it's just like but we still wanted to give you an episode i think partly because sometimes walks with god are not all happy and yeah, right. I've currently go, go, worked, go, 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 you know yeah i've currently worked a week straight as of right now so yeah <laughs> so and you know sometimes life just gets in the way and, and I don't have another day off till Saturday so holy crackers yeah and it just there's been a lot going on yeah so I mean we're, we're still gonna give you an episode we're still gonna we seem not as vivacious and bubbly as we normally are we, we apologize we're just worn out <laughs> we're still gonna give you the same information yeah. we would we're yeah. just not gonna be as energetic Excited. as we should be no um, anyways, took a lot of energy. Yeah, <laughs> that took a lot of energy for you. Yeah. Anyways, um, some common misconceptions. I asked this question on Friday to see what people would say. Which, before we give our own, we're gonna we're gonna read through some of that because our listeners, y'all are a whole lot more important than we ever could think to say or you know describe and yeah speaking of we're about to start doing a giveaway so oh yeah we've got to finish getting that together <laughs> anyways that takes money we don't have a lot of money anyways <laughs> we don't get paid till next week um all right so also every friday we do discussions and I really would appreciate if y'all would start just slipping some a little something in there Yes, slip something in there. We love to hear from y'all. We really do. Like it, it makes us really, really happy whenever we see something, you know, that pops up from one of our listeners or they tell us something. 
This makes her yeah. day. Makes her week, probably. Yeah. So the the um, my question was, what are some misconceptions the church has about pornography? And one person says it can be linked to emotional issues. Mm-hmm. Which, yes, it's not always linked to emotional issues. Yeah, I that was something I, you know, had a misconception about. Yeah, I thought you. I mean, it's probably true. It's but true I guess, in some circumstances. Yeah, for me I and just, you, it probably was more we emotional. Probably, yeah, we were probably more. Um, so we can't say from personal experience, but I do know people that just watched it to watch it. it yeah, man, they don't have anything. They didn't have any like sexual trauma or emotional yeah. trauma. And, like, that was really surprising to me. You know, that was a misconception I had. Yeah. So, I mean, that is something that's really common with churches. Because also, all I hear pastors preach about, too, sometimes is how, you know, messed up people do this. Yeah, and not necessarily. Some people just... You are not a disgusting person. Some people (laughs) just have the spirit on them, or they like to watch it. And that's... Yeah. You don't have to, you know, have an you don't emotional have that, issue. Yeah, you don't have to have emotional trauma, emotional issues, emotional, or you know, trauma in general. Um, someone said, and I believe, like, I believe this is right in some circumstances. Someone says it's a spirit you can cast out, which sometimes yes, but mostly it's an addiction, which sometimes gets immediate deliverance, but usually is a habit that must be broken. I there's like four, there's like four streets here. Yeah. Like one, uh, it's a spirit or a demon. Yes. Yes. And this there is, can be some. There, there are spirits and demons. Mm-hmm. You know, pornography is a spirit. Pornography is a demon. Yes. Um, it, it's that's something. One road. It's a tool the devil uses. Yeah, definitely. That's one road for sure. Yeah. The other road is a yeah. It's an addiction. It's a habit. It's a habit. It's an addiction. We've triggered our. We've wired our brains this way. Um. You know, on one side, we do have this uh, immediate deliverance from not some necessarily just from pornography. Yeah. Some people can go cold turkey with drugs and alcohol, yeah. and, you know, because they get immediate deliverance from the addiction at the altar. Some people, it takes a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yawning. <laughs> yeah, I'll have you on. You, you said three roads. But there's, you said there was four. Do you have? I'm in only three. Oh, <laughs> you said four. No, I literally I in my wait, head. That's why I was waiting on you to go. No, four. in my head, I saw three roads, and I'm sure there is a fourth one now, but I cannot think. I don't of. know. It's all three, but I only said three. So, but I said I don't know. Anyways, there's three roads, you know. Um, but then this is where we have to really walk a fine line of being in tune with God, you know, walking yeah. with God and. Testing the spirit, we have to, you know, like make sure that if we're praying for a person, they do struggle with this, whether it is actually a demon, or I say demon, whether it is actually a spirit that the devil has used, or if it is an addiction that they need to overcome. Yeah, you know, there's different things. We're in there, different strokes for different folks. I mean, it's all it's different for everybody. Yeah, and this is where, yeah, you know, we come in and being sensitive to the spirit. Yep. Someone said that it's only a male problem. So folks, you've heard us talk about this multiple, multiple, multiple times. And we'll continue talking about it because it is so false. People think that, and that whenever we were trying to research statistics on it, majority of all uh, stats that we came across were, are for males. Were about men. 
And it's not just men that struggle with this. There are plenty of females that struggle with it. I mean, you got two right here. Yeah. Let's just start kicking down that wall that it's just a male problem and give these men a break. Yeah, because, like, it's not just men that struggle with this sin. It's women, too. And I feel like the church has almost raised a bunch of women that kind of view men as disgusting. I know this sounds a little weird, but coming from somebody who's raised in church, I almost looked at every guy like a sexual being. Because that's all they, like, driven into me is men are super sexual. Super sexual beings. And I'm over here, a girl that's hormones are like raging. And I've got all these sexual feelings that I don't know how to deal with. And I'm like, but the men are the ones that have the issues. It's not supposed to be me. Yeah, but that's so So far there we go. From the truth, man. The devil likes to use yeah. things like that. I mean, that just proves a point about the church that, uh, that we have failed in one area is that we've pushed all the blame on the men. Yeah, and the men, oh God, we're so sorry. We are, like, I will sit here and I apologize to all men on behalf of the women, church organization. Yeah. And where, women, some women. And, yeah, I, to all men, I apologize on everyone who has put the blame all on you because it's not all on you. No. You know, you're not the only ones who struggle with this. You're not the only ones who who can't overcome this. You're not the only ones who who feel guilty and feel ashamed and feel disgusting by this. Like you're not the only ones. It's sad that it's all we talk about and we can't blame, put blame on women either. And I know there's some women who are like, are you telling me I have, oh, they're my mom's home. Um, there are people that are like, you know, women, you know, women get upset and they're like, you saying I have an issue? Well, honey, look at your bookshelf or look at, you know. Look at your bookshelf. Look at your phone. If you don't have an issue, then. Why are you looking at some of the stuff or reading some of the stuff you do? You really need to reevaluate yourself. Yeah, like the pornography, like we said, it comes in many forms, not just a video or pictures. You know, sometimes it comes from reading books. Yeah, and it's not just men who are super sexual beings, it's also women. Sometimes women more so. Yeah, and I mean, that's very common nowadays to see more women be more hypersexual than men. Yeah. And so, anyways, and the the last one was that you cannot be redeemed. Mm. Yeah. I have seen this not just with pornography, but with anything sexual. Any sexual sin, there is such a, there is such a human stigma on That you cannot be delivered like not really be delivered but there's no redemption for you in the eyes of people in the eyes of people yeah because in the eyes of god all sin is the and same. i can say that for myself too I, I i know people who have committed sexual sin and it's very it's been publicized and i am almost disgusted by that person and i shouldn't be yeah i shouldn't be that's wrong of me I mean, I can think of several, several people that I, you know, and now looking back and now that I'm smarter and I, I know a lot more than I do now, I really wish I wouldn't have some, said some of the things I said about that person because they deserve redemption just as much as I do. Exactly. I would want someone to be merciful on me, especially if I have truly changed. Mm-hmm. There's the key aspect. True change. True change oh, of yeah. people. If it is evident you'll be able to say that person has changed. And so when it is evident, 
then it, there, it should be fine. Mm-hmm. If it is not evident that the person has changed, then... I remember talking with Bailey about this, and it was a... Um, $2 was telling me, I think this person has changed. I think this person has changed. I think, you know, I, yeah. I think he's showing change. And I'm like, he hasn't. She's like, but Alicia. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude. Yeah. You know, I am praying for this person, but he hasn't. Because yeah. whenever you know a change has happened, you'll you, know. you you won't use I think. Yeah. You know, you'll know it. And then late you know, later on she came up to me, she was like, You're right. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He was just struggling. He was get, he was still giving in to th- not struggling, but he was still giving in to things that he shouldn't have been giving mm-hmm. into. You know. And now, a few months later, she looks at me, she's like, he's changed. And there is no I think about it. There mm-hmm. is nothing. And, like, even for me right now, I can sit here and be like, yeah, he has. Mm-hmm. Completely and utterly. And there's other people I cannot say that about. Yeah. There has been no evidence of this ch- of change in some of these people. And there is with some. But I do think it is something you can be redeemed from. It definitely is. And I, and I don't know why people have this misconception about it, you know. But, I, because, but I've seen it. You yeah. know, I, but I just, I can't understand it because all sin is equal. All sin has an equal level of redemption as well, except for one, but we're not going to go into that. Yeah, it, it hurts me to see. I, I have personal experience in this with seeing a minister go from being a pastor of a big church to have, like running away. Mm-hmm. And this person has done a completely a complete 180. Mm-hmm. Not 360 because he did not go back. He did a 180. Yes, and please stop using 360 to, to talk about your change. It's 180 because if you do a 360, you're just right back in square one. Yeah. So I, I've seen him do a complete 180, and he is doing way, way better, but his wife can't forgive him. And there are some people that can't look at him without seeing what he's done. But if you know this person, they're completely new in my eyes yeah and they're they're getting used at their church and they're they're doing what god called gave them such an anointing they're stepping back into that ministry but their own spouse can't forgive them and some people can't look at them the same and that kind of hurts me because if we're christ-like christ doesn't see that anymore Mm mm-hmm when that person has been forgiven and been, and you know, has turned back to God and decided to change, God doesn't. He puts them in the sea of forgetfulness. So why can't I do that? Sea of forgetfulness is not biblical. Well, that's true. I know we. I'm sorry, you said it. That is like it's not. Sea of forgetfulness is not in the Bible. An all-knowing God cannot be cannot forget no but he chooses not to to remember remember it yes okay let's uh but also if if christ and we're supposed to be christ-like chooses not to remember why can we yeah it's not there anymore in his eyes he's wiped you clean yeah you have a clean slate yeah forgive don't forget yeah but don't also bring it to the forefront of your mind every single time you see this person yeah you can't relive that kind of stuff either that's not good for your mind yeah at that point if you're if you are it that's the only thing you see whenever you look at this other person have you truly forgiven them no i mean i can say that for myself 
there's probably there's several people I know of that I, I mean if I would see them I would just be like yeah and I mean like we're we're all human you know but we, we're striving to be Christ-like and sometimes that uh that reach is going to be a little bit more difficult in some aspects for some people you know it just depends yep. so I think we're at a good spot to end off today I promise next week we'll be We'll be a lot more vivacious. Like, I'm so relaxed in this chair. You can hear it. Uh, like, I'm so relaxed in this chair right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, we've been sitting here, like, swinging around in our chairs. Just Yeah, normally we're not like this. Normally we're, uh, we're like, sitting up, but we're ready, and we're, like, yelling into the microphone. But now we're just, like, chilling. <laughs> just say a prayer for us this week. Uh, please. We're, we need strength. Yes, yes. So uh, we, we need strength. So I guess we'll see you next week. And yes. thank you for joining us this week on Breaking Apostolic Taboo. I am Bailey Romans. And I am Alicia Craig. And, and let's start, start talking. talking.